Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 7 to 1 on LMFM. Woody's have launched their fundraising heroes campaign once again. And this year, four children's charities have been chosen as the beneficiaries. We have Barnardo's, Childline, Down Syndrome Ireland and Autism Assistance Dogs Ireland. Now, my next guest knows all too well the importance of the work that this charity is doing. Her son, Lucas Wester, who is 12, was diagnosed with Phelan McDermott syndrome aged three and a dog from Autism Assistance Dog Ireland helps them establish more freedom and independence. Joining me now to tell us more about the great work that the charity is doing and how we can support Woody's Hero campaign is Joanna Biggs. She's from Enfield and County Meath. How are you doing, Joanna? Hi Sinead, great to talk to you. Oh listen, it's wonderful to have you on the show because I've heard an awful lot about Lucas, your son. He's 12 years of age, a very energetic, lovable guy, (laughs) isn't he? He is energetic, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Very energetic. <laughs> Hard to keep up with him, I'd say. But uh, yeah. he was diagnosed with something called Phelan McDermott syndrome aged three, which is an extremely rare genetic condition. Isn't that right? It is. Yeah, it is. So at three years of age, he was diagnosed and um, it's a very rare condition. At the time he was diagnosed, there was only 1,400 children in the world. Wow. Um, that had the syndrome and only about four children in Ireland that had it. So there wasn't an awful lot known about it. And the chances of Lucas um, having the syndrome was one in six and a half million. So like crazy odds, you know, I went straight out and and bought a lot of tickets, you know. Um, Very, very rare. So at the moment, there's a couple more diagnoses have been done and but still quite a rare syndrome. So basically the day to day stuff with with Phelan McDermott syndrome, you know, he is he's nonverbal. Um, he's still in nappies um, seizures unfortunately is a huge part of the syndrome um, low muscle tone uh, a lot of the children would would tend to be in, in wheelchairs because the muscle tone um, would be quite low so that means the muscles are very weak and they don't strengthen up um, thankfully Lucas because he was so hyper I think and so active uh, his muscles kind of were were okay, so Lucas can run and walk and jump and climb and all the other all the other stuff. Um, so uh, again, the syndrome would would present quite typically with global developmental delay. So when you think of Lucas, he's a twelve year old little boy, but really he's like a two year old toddler. Yeah. And he does things that two-year-olds want to do. He still wants to sit in your, your lap. He still wants to climb on your back. He still wants to go back ways down the stairs, which is not great. <laughs> but um, he's kind of like a toddler, you know, but it's yeah. a 12-year-old body. Um, and then there's ten, there tends to have a little, a few heart problems and kidney problems. Thankfully, Lucas doesn't, but we keep an eye every day. And um, so that's basically Phelan McDermott syndrome, you know, and it still is very, very rare. Yeah, oh my God. Like one in 6.5 million, as you say there, that is, you know, a huge, huge odds. Now, was it that you realised that he wasn't reaching developmental milestones or how did you sort of start investigating further into this? Yes, you know, again, with the muscle tone, a lot of the children would be diagnosed kind of earlier because they would need a feeding tube because your esophagus is a muscle. 
Um, so that wouldn't tend to kind of work. But with Lucas, he was okay really up until about seven months. And then I realized that he just wasn't really developing. So he went for the developmental check and I thought he was maybe loss of, of hearing. And the nurse told me that he'd passed. And I was kind of going, well, are you sure now? Like, yeah. really? Because I can walk up behind him and I can, I can you know, smash on, on, a, on a pan and the child wouldn't even look at you. He wouldn't blink, you know. So... After that, then he kind of passed it. So we we continued on and on, and 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 basically, then at, at three, he got the Phelan McDermott uh, syndrome. It's a chromosome deletion, so they had to do a special test for it, and thankfully they did. And then it was just after that that he was diagnosed with autism as well. Um, I was going yeah. to say, does it go hand in hand with autism? Is that common that you'd have the double diagnosis? Well, yeah, it kind of is, actually, because a lot of the children with Phelan McDermott syndrome really present on a day-to-day basis very autistic. So, you know, it it does go nearly one-in-one, definitely. And, you know, if you see Lucas out and about or when he's at home and stuff, you would actually think more autistic um, than than, than a chromosome deletion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they do, they do, they do, yeah. Yeah. So what is life like for you? It must be challenging as as Lucas, you know, is so energetic and needs constant care. Yes, it is. Uh, life is very challenging. And I suppose one of the biggest things is Lucas tries to escape all the time. So it's kind of in your home is your safe place or supposedly your safe place. But unfortunately at home, you know, there's locks on the windows, there's locks on the doors, there's locks on the wardrobes, there's locks on the bedroom, like everything. You have to mm-hmm. unlock and, and lock and you know, <laughs> it's a bit of a it's a bit of a prison at home. Um, but it's too dangerous. If Lucas was to get out, he just doesn't have any sense of, of danger. And he would just keep running he wouldn't turn around and he just wouldn't stop and he would just get away so there's always this anxiety and fear that he's going to get out and you're always trying to be a step ahead of him um in in general like when he's at home and he's doing what he enjoys like lucas has loads of things that he enjoys and when he's doing stuff that he enjoys he's like a typical little child he's happy out but it's just when you try and get him to do something he mightn't want to do if it's getting in the car or you know, going out into the community and stuff like, you you know, you're unlocking the doors, you're bringing him out, you're holding on to him all the time. There's yeah. never, there's never, like, even just going to the car, which is like three feet from the door. I can't just go, come on into the car. You're holding on to him and you're placing him in the car and you're you're putting him in a special seatbelt and then you're getting into the car yourself, you know. So it it is difficult. There's a lot of stuff that's very difficult. And Lucas doesn't, can't really do anything for himself. So he can't get a drink, you know, he can't get food, he can't dress himself, you know. And he can't kind of tell you that he's thirsty, isn't that it as well? That's that's the hardest thing. Yeah. Non, the non-verbal is the hardest. We are working on a, a system called PEX, which is... I'm familiar picture. with it, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like a picture exchange. A lot of children with autism would use this system. It is great, but he's not really you know he's getting there but it's not really you know something that we he's he's able to use kind of independently at the moment so I find one of the hardest things is that you have to think right has Lucas ate today has he had a glass of water um you know is he is he okay it's like a, I, I sometimes feel like it's like a new baby like yeah. when you're a new baby can't tell you if they're too hot if they're too cold if a tag is hurting them if mm. they're if their their hair, you know, just everything. He just can't tell you what he wants. So I think definitely one of the biggest frustrations for Lucas is the fact that he just can't say, Mum, I want to go out for a walk or can I have an ice cream or can I have a drink? Like, that's one of the hardest things. So I think, you know, definitely um, moving forward, you know, with Lucas, I think the communication would be fantastic. And I do find 
um, as we get a little bit older and stuff like that. He's he's finding his own way of yeah. communicating, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah and uh, do you know what? Children like this, are, they just astound me in the, the way that they achieve certain things in life. They, they are yeah. incredible. They really are. So what's the situation then like at night time again? Is it fully monitoring him all the time uh, overnight as well? Oh God, night time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, it, it is. Basically, um, like at the moment, Lucas would have a, a special kind of clothing. So because he's in constant, he's still a nappy. So at night time, you, you can't allow him to get into the nappy for obvious reasons. So yeah. he, he has to have a special clothing. And then if he's sleeping, again, part of the syndrome and uh, the, autis- the autism, he-, he doesn't need a lot of sleep. If I could function on his sleep, my goodness, you know, he just only needs a couple of hours sleep a night and the rest of the time then he's just bouncing around the room, you know, he's just awake. So, uh, now it is very difficult, I yeah. say that lightly, but it is very difficult. But a couple of years ago, we got this amazing thing called a safe uh, space bed. So it's like um, it's like a little room and it's all padded and you have a little door that you go into that you can close and secure. And so when Lucas is awake now at night time, as long as he's got the special clothes on and as long as he's not overheating, it's quite difficult now with the, with the sun the last few days. I found yes. the room is, is quite warm. But, you know, as long as you can kind of keep the, the, the fan on, um, he, he wakes up. He wakes up from 12, 1 o'clock in the night and he could bounce around the room for three or four hours. And I don't have to engage or go into him. So that has been like, that's only a massive life changer, I'd say. Yes. Where it's only four years that he's had this, like that he started to sleep, let's say. um, And it has been life changing. Yeah, life changing. Just as I'm talking to you, you're an amazing woman, can I just say, first of all. You're just, you're so positive, you know, and upbeat with all the challenges that's facing. And as a mother, I know, you know, when you see a scenario like this, you know, and your your, your child is experiencing all this, it's 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 very, very difficult from, from a parent's perspective. But tell me about Elsa, this wonderful assistance dog that's arrived into your life. Oh, Elsa, she is just, she's lying here beside me on the floor and she's absolutely panned out. <laughs> <laughs> She is, she's just amazing. Um, we, we, apply, we applied kind of, it was seven years ago, Lucas was five. And I kind of knew at the time he was in, um, he was t- to get around if he chose not to walk, because if Lucas doesn't want to walk, he just doesn't walk. You can't okay. convince him. There's no, like, you know, there's been plenty of times I've been stood at the side of the road going, Lucas, it's time to walk. And he's going, no, it's not. I'm, I'm not moving. I'm just lying down in the road. So things were things were very difficult. Um, so the buggy was a, a great way of kind of getting around, you know, and, and it was great, but he was five. So I was thinking of a 15-year-old boy, you know, me trying to hold on to him and he's going, I, I'm not staying here with you. I'm going to run over there, you know. Yes. So I was kind of thinking ahead. So at, at five years of age, I, I researched and I, I got onto the waiting list for the AADI, the Autism Assistance Dogs. And it normally takes about five years, but unfortunately, um, it took seven years. And that's, um, it's too long. It's just yeah. it's too long because, um, you know, the, the, it's crucial when the, when the child gets the dog, they can bond and they can mm. have the dog for a good part of their working life. So, um, so just, so we've been on the list for the seven years and just before Christmas of this year, we got a phone call and they said that they had, uh, Lucas was at the list, the top of the list, and they had the dog that would match Lucas because it's very important to match the dog with the child for success. 
and I was absolutely over the moon. Like COVID was, oh my God. I, oh my God, horrific I'd say for you, so, yeah. So difficult, so difficult. We don't have a huge amount of services, but uh, school is a big thing for mm. us. And, you know, with COVID and everything shutting down, it was a nightmare. So it was great news and very positive news. And before Christmas, we got to meet Elsa. And Lucas just initially just was like loved her, like just was really interested in her because Lucas, he doesn't really take interest in much animals and stuff like that. He doesn't take much interest in stuff that he's not interested in, if that makes sense. Yes. So he was really into her and really wanted to be around her and I was delighted. So then it took a month or two then just get everything sorted and then there was a little bit of training and then Elsa came home with us on just the beginning of April. So she's very new to the family. We're still getting used to her. Um, but she's absolutely amazing. She is just, she's just wonderful. She came into the house. She's, she's a lot of work um, yeah. initially, you know, because there's a huge transition. It's a dog. It's in the house, you know, the whole lot. But I must say, when I see Lucas and her together, it just melts my heart. Like Lucas, you know, it's hard to describe, but Lucas doesn't have any real pals. He doesn't have friends over. Yeah. He doesn't, uh, bar the adults in his life, he doesn't have little, little pals, you know. Yeah. So... For Lucas to have this dog who wants to be around him and wants to sit beside him and wants to, you know, just be there with him, he's just, he just can't believe it. And he just keeps touching her and he just keeps rubbing her and he just wants to, you know, he just wants her there. So I'll catch the two of them. He'll go upstairs and I'd be, I, I always have to keep an eye on Lucas. I can't leave him alone, but I'd have an eye on him. And I'd watch her going up and she would just sit beside him and he would just stroke her. Um, and you know what? It's, it's amazing. He, he is, you know, He's definitely, she's a little pal for him yeah. and he recognises it, you know, and he looks for her when she's, when she's coming, when he comes in the door and stuff like that. So she, she has been wonderful, but that's just the home life. Yes. Um, what, what is he, it like when she, when you go out? Because this is the big thing, isn't it? Oh, this is, the, it's the big, big thing. She is trained. She's highly trained. You know, there's, she's just two at the end of July and she's been in training most of her life, you know. So when she puts on the jacket, there's a special little jacket that they wear, then she knows that she's going to work and she just, switches into this most amazing dog that is so thoughtful and obedient and she you know Lucas is attached to her so Lucas is a runner so I always have to have a hold on Lucas so now what happens is Lucas has an attachment so he's attached to the dog and then I'm controlling the dog so I can't tell Lucas to do anything he just won't listen but I can command Elsa to stand and wait and I can um, I can get her to sit and I can get her to, you know, come left and come right. So Lucas being attached to her, then he has to go where she goes. Fantastic. So it's absolutely amazing. You know, it's, we, you know, it's, it's new. We, COVID, we haven't been out a huge amount of places, but when I do get out and about just up to the shops and back again, the potential is just unbelievable. He, I was surprised at how calming she is for him. So if we're out walking, as I said, he tends to drop to the ground. And, yes. You know, it's a funny Saying, yeah. I don't want to be here. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and I, I don't want to go for a walk. I'm too hot. I'm too cold, you know. But all of a sudden with Elsa, he just reaches out and he, he pats her head and he's distracted. And he's not thinking about dropping to the ground. So it's been a huge difference already. And as I say, she's so new, but the potential that I can see, it's just amazing to be able to bring him out, not use a buggy, 
for him to be able to walk on his own because again you know there was always somebody holding him so he's got a little independence he's kind of yes he feels like he's you know going out walking himself and he has his pal uh, the, the, the amazing Elsa with him exactly and exactly. this is this and is the importance so we, we have to we have to mention this wonderful charity as you mentioned AADI yeah. Autism Assistance Dogs Ireland there's huge costs involved in training a dog like Elsa there's waiting lists for parents uh, like yourself with, with with children with additional needs that needs these these dogs this organisation is so worthy of the generosity that Woody's are doing for the Woody's Heroes campaign how can we help you how can we help this wonderful charity well the only thing you have to do is Woody's all over Ireland have donations and they're doing events each little Woody's is doing a, a different event so if you're shopping in Woody's you can go and you, co- you can donate to any of the staff there there's also you can text in and I think you can go on the internet as well to do it there's a couple of different ways to do it but basically it's just donations from the public just um, last year they raised nearly 470,000 yes amazing you know um, it takes 22,000 to, to, to train a dog from, from beginning to kind of when they, they graduate which is such a huge amount of money and as I said before seven years is just too long it's just yeah. too long and I know the charity would love to, to do more but it's just down to funding so anybody out there can just donate um, if you're in store or by text message or online and you know what I'm getting so many messages from people on 086 658 just saying what an amazing person that you are Joanna that is the, the flavour of the messages coming <laughs> well, in here uh, for yourself and, and and you know what how inspiring that you are I wish you Lucas and Elsa all the very best continued happiness to, and better times with Lucas with this wonderful dog thank you so so much for, for joining me on the show today Thanks Sinead you're very good thanks for having me Thanks a million what an amazing lady Joanna Biggs please support this wonderful charity who are helping families like Joanna's and Lucas how can you do this Okay woodies.ie that's where you can go you can donate 1 euro 2 euro 5 euro whatever you want there okay you can also text AADI to 5300 AADI to 5300 you can also help out the ISPCC DSI as well Down Syndrome Ireland and Bernardo's and they're all the same number 5300 5300 and you can donate 4 euro to the charity so all you have to do is just text the keyword so if you want to do ISPCC to 5300 Bernardo's to 5300 AADI to 5300 and all of the details can be found woodies.ie 11 to 1 on LMFM Before Shopify were you wondering where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify the global commerce platform supercharging your selling you have no problem selling online in person on social media and beyond Gary easy on the cha-ching <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.